Welcome to Conversations with Buddy, coming to you live from the Rec Podcast Recording Studio here in Kaiser, Oregon. We do these podcasts every Friday morning, or most Friday mornings, and uh, and our goal is that we would actually reach somebody in our audience that would the story that we're hearing would change their life, impact their life. We ask that you take a moment to like, share, comment, respond uh, on your favorite social media platform, and get the messages out to the people. So we're thankful. Appreciate you guys. This morning, uh, I have a friend and guest, and I'm excited to introduce him. His name is Nick Young. Welcome, Nick. How you doing, buddy? Man, alive and thankful to be alive. How about you? Uh, amen to that. I'm thankful to be alive as well. Yeah. So I'm going to introduce you real quick, but we're going to talk about being alive. What, what does that mean to you, Nick? Uh, so let me let me introduce you real quick. So I know you're a son, of course. You know, you have a mom, you have a dad, and you know, stuff. We'll talk about that. You are a brother to somebody. So tell me how many siblings you have. So I have three older brothers, one younger sister. Okay. Two so, half siblings. Uh, I just don't have the didn't have the privilege of uh, growing up with them or building that relationship with them. Gotcha. Now you grew up in Hawaii as well, right? Yeah. Born and raised on the Big Island of Hawaii. Cool. I can't wait to talk about that. It's going to be fun. I love Hawaii. It's different vacation there than living there, I'm pretty sure. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. I say to people all the time, it's uh, great to visit, but it's hard to uh, raise a family there. Got it. Okay. I think we need to hear that. Because I always think, man, I want to move to Hawaii, but I probably don't. <laughs> I know, dude, that you love people. Uh, you love making connections. I know you like to read. Uh, you try to be healthy, and we'll talk about maybe your health journey a little bit. What's amazing, you're a mentor at the UGM. You mentor guys or, yeah, mostly, well, all guys that are have been addicted to drugs, alcohol, been homeless, uh, as I do. You're a part of Be Bold Street Ministries. Uh, you're on staff at The Most Excellent Way, which is interesting, uh, an addictions uh, victory group that meet on Monday nights, I believe, or and Tuesday nights at Salem Heights Church. And then... What's interesting, more than anything, is that you're blind. Yep. So, when I meet with you, Nick, uh, in fact, do you remember when you and I first met? Uh, it was at Salem Heights Church. It was your very first visit. I'm at the back. The church is over. I'm walking, and I see you with your your stick. What, what do you call that? Just the, uh, It's called a cane. I call it a stick. Okay. Whatever. whatever <laughs> cane stick. You. Yeah. yeah. As long as you don't beat me with them. Right. And I see you. I'm like... For some reason, guys like going, you gotta go talk to this guy. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Buddy, and what's your name? So you and I became friends that day. And if I remember right, didn't we give you a ride home that day after church, or something? We helped coordinate a ride or something. I don't yeah. know. But that was five or six years ago. Yep, five or six years ago. So, 2016. 2016. Man, time flies too. So I've known you for well seven years, if I can do the math. Well, I'm interested to hear about a little bit of your upbringing. I know a little bit, but I always say this here. I always get to learn about the person I'm interviewing a little bit better. And it's, it's, it's not that I'm interviewing, but we're having a conversation, but it's me asking you lots of good questions because I want to really know about Nick. I want you to share your story, your journey of life, the good, bad, and the ugly, right? Yeah. We all have it. All right. So take us back to Hawaii. What do you first remember about being in Hawaii as a kid growing up, and then your journey to, well, you're here in Salem now. So what, what does that look like? Oh, man. Uh, 
So like you said, I was born and raised on the Big Island of Hawaii. Um, let me go back and uh, just preface this by saying uh, I love my dad, love my mom. Um, unfortunate circumstances, but hey, I, I love them and respect them a lot. Okay. Um, <clears throat> um, growing up, my dad was an alcoholic. Uh, he was emotionally, physically, and mentally abusive. The physical abuse got so bad, mom had to put a knife to her throat to make it stop. Um, what else? Uh, so growing up, I had three older brothers, have three older brothers, uh, my younger sister and I. We grew up in the same household. Um, we used to do uh, typical family things like go to, go to the beach, um, go to sporting events. I used to be really big into playing baseball, me and my brothers. Um, and we grew up in the same household till I was, I'd say, around eighth grade. Growing up, uh, like I said, it was, it was, it was good. Uh, just basic family things. Uh, I wasn't the best in school. I always got into a lot of trouble. Uh, that started when I was, what, second grade? Okay. Wow. I used to go to uh, detention like a lot. Um, I joke with my mom that uh, in second grade I got more referrals than all my siblings combined throughout their whole years of kindergarten to high school. So, just real quick, what caused you to be rebellious? I mean, I assume that was rebellion. Is that what um, that was? Well, like I said, it's. Started when I was second grade. Uh, I would say it was undiagnosed ADHD. Okay. Uh, I've always had a yeah. As I look back, I've always had ADHD. It just was undiagnosed. And um, when I think of all the referrals I got, a big one was insubordination. And um, yeah, it was something I don't know how to manage my emotions and. I guess my mom would have said uh, had a short fuse okay. um, at that young age. So as you, so life started out pretty rough as you know, as abusive dad, alcoholic dad. Second grade started showing up in school, and then ADHD. So take us into like your high school years. Did you do sports? Uh, what I know that you went down a certain road, and um, which may have led to your blindness. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. We want to hear about that. So I played baseball growing up. Um, actually, my four years of playing Little League, since the first year I played, uh, I've always made it to All-Stars. Baseball was my thing. It was uh, eat, sleep, breathe baseball. I only played up to eighth grade. Um, in eighth grade, I was diagnosed with juvenile diabetes. The same year, my parents split, and I just chose to rebel. Um, they say you gravitate towards the crowd you feel the most uh, loved by and that you can relate to the most. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what I did, gravitate to a party crowd. Um, I was just 15 and at a new school, at a new school, just trying to figure out my identity, where I fit in. And uh, all that happened. And I don't know how to manage my emotions. Just gravitated to a party crowd. Basically, I was a vampire. I was out at night. Night was wasted if I wasn't. Um, and I didn't take care of my myself, uh, taking my medications and 
dealing with the diabetes with drinking and partying it it's not a good mix hmm. never is yeah. yeah i never made the the grades in high school to play sports um because of everything i was dealing with and i just looking back at it now i was just depressed but i never would have called it that back then hmm. sometimes we mask depression with drugs and alcohol food whatever because we don't know how to deal with depression right i think it's probably what america is doing right now is dealing with depression with that i mean i don't think you're alone man yeah so moving forward so you couldn't play sports because your grades weren't high enough what did the where did the blindness come at in it? So, actually, uh, graduated at seventeen. Uh, my birthday is December twelfth. Happy and, birthday, bro! Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, so, graduated at seventeen, and due to all the partying and not taking care of myself, uh, I started losing most of my sight. Maybe a month later. Really? So within yeah, one month? From within one month of graduation, it was a gradual process. And uh, talk about already being depressed and uh, the fear of the unknown, which made it made me more depressed. It yeah. just sent me on a spiral of yeah, deep depression. Struggled with uh, suicidal ideation and just, it was always, what can I do to uh, work around mm -hmm. this and make it seem like it, it was an accident? Yeah. But you're here today. How old are you right now, Nick? Um, I'm about to be 31. 31 years old here on the yep. 12th. Well, happy birthday, man. Thanks. I noticed that you have a tattoo right here on your neck. What does that say? Uh, it says, only God can judge me. Only God can. Now, yeah. we're, so when did you get that? What, what um, age were you? So 18 is when I got my first tattoo. And then I just started getting a lot of tattoos because I thought my life was over. And I uh, just figured, hey, no one's gonna ever wanna hire me, uh, so, so I'm just gonna get tattoos. Yeah. The only God can judge me was a whole different meaning to me back then. It was uh, just middle fingers to the sky. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because I was in such a dark place where, man, I hated people, hated, just hated people. Hated waking up in the morning, hated, uh, just hated life in general. Wow. That's a hard time. Yeah. How'd you get from Hawaii and, and why Salem? So my mom and my my stepdad, my stepdad's actually from a little town over on the coast, um, Willamina. Willamina, yeah. yeah. So my mom and stepdad, my little sister, were living in or Oregon two years before I moved here. I moved up to Oregon in 2000. Late 2010, early 2011. Okay. Yeah. So you'd been here, if I met you in 16, you were here for roughly six years before I ever met you. Right. So what, what'd you do in Oregon? That you, now you're now blind, right? Yeah. Because you, would you have been what, 20, 22? Or actually more closer to 20 when you moved to Oregon? Um. So that's why I say I was born and raised in Hawaii. I had to, I had to move here to us. Uh, it was the summer after my 18th birthday. Okay, so yeah. 12 years ago. Yeah, about 2010. You were, yeah, okay, got it. So you're now blind. You're living with your 
Mom and stepdad. Yep. Okay. What's your first uh, few years in Salem like? Because I, I get to know the latter Nick, the the Nick yeah. later in life, things change for you. But I, I don't know that previous Nick. Yeah. I want to hear that story. You moved to Oregon. What's that look like? Um, So I moved to Oregon. Didn't know anyone. And the, so it's interesting, just the whole story of uh, how I got to Oregon. Um, doctors in Hawaii was giving me runarounds. So I was seeing a kidney specialist back at, in Hawaii. Uh, we all know our bodies best. My body, I just knew I had to start dialysis. My body was swelling. Um, told the kidney specialist that, hey, I got to be on dialysis right now. He tells me I can wait six months. Called my mom. They're already here in Oregon. She said I should move up here to get better doctor opinions. So that same year, my kidney specialist in Hawaii told me I could have waited six months. Uh, that same month, I end up moving to Oregon, end up in the hospital two weeks later. Doctor comes in and says, hey, you got to start dialysis right now. I know. Yeah, shoves a catheter down my chest so it reaches my heart and uh, start dialysis, emergency dialysis. Yeah. Which is a little different than your traditional dialysis, I'm pretty sure. Um, Yeah. So with the heart catheter, uh, it was in my chest for um, six to eight months. Then they had put a graft in my arm to uh, start doing a dialysis through my arm instead of my, uh, through a vein in my arm instead of just doing it through my chest. Hmm. I was on dialysis for five and a half years. And uh, you're no longer on dialysis? No, no well, well, how did you? I didn't know you could get off dialysis once you yeah. started. Uh, so God blessed me with a kidney transplant March 14th of 2016. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. You have a new kidney. One or two? Uh, Just one. Just one? Yeah. All right. And apparently we can live with just one if you're only given one. Like if you had one that's not working, but you got one new one, does that work? Yeah. Okay. It does. Okay. Uh, probably doesn't function at 100%, but it functions high enough to where you don't have to, to be on dialysis. So so right now you've got ADHD, you've got junior diabetes, you have kidney problems and you're on dialysis. Yeah. And you're in your early, or late teens, early 20s. Things are pretty rough. Okay. Yeah. So the day I met you at church it was in 2016. Had you gone to church before then? Yeah, so I actually uh, accepted Christ when I was young. Um, just walked away, didn't read my Bible. Uh, just uh, I was I was good. How did you know you accepted Christ, or what church were you going to? This is obviously in Hawaii. Yeah, in Hawaii, I was going to a church. Uh, it's called New Hope. Uh, the gospel is preached that Jesus Christ died for all my sins. He was buried, and on the third day rose again. So I accepted him. Uh, I walked up. I remember it was an altar call. I walked up. I was in my early teens as well. Then I just walked away because of the family trials and, yeah, got caught up in the juvenile court system, uh, all that not fun stuff. Wow. Yeah. Um, then I moved to Oregon, went to a little church here when I first moved here. And you wanted to go at this point in time, like, okay, I want to go back to church. Yeah, it's interesting because when I moved to Oregon, I was going to a gym, and the first thing that crossed my mind was, man, I got to make friends uh, and just 
maybe go to church. Yeah. Meet people there. Yeah. So I went to church. I went to a church. Yeah. Started meeting people there and stayed at a little church for a for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I love the church. Love the people there. Just not much to get plugged into. Um, I think the what they had was just a food bank, and I was looking to uh, grow in my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. So that was hard. Uh, people had said they loved my passion for God's word. Just no one offered to take me under their their wing and mm-hmm. disciple me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes uh, you just got to step out, and uh, so your friends can push you t- towards Christ, push you away from Him, or just as bad keep you stagnant. Mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. trying to grow even closer with Christ. I needed to know more. Yeah, you had a, a desire. Well, that's interesting. So, uh, and then I meet you in 2016 at Salemize Church. Um, who who are some other people you met at Salemize? I know probably Matt Masera has a big impact in your life. Yeah, Matt, Matt Masera. Um, so the first, one of the first people I met was a guy named Jim Pewter. I met him in the halls. Uh, then I met I met Pastor Matt the second week. Uh-huh. I went to Salem Heights, and it's funny he gave me a ride home, and I started pouring my pouring my heart out to him, telling him what I'm looking for in the church. And this guy, I, I don't know him, but he said, "Yeah, Salem Heights is where you want to be at." So I was, all right, I hear people say those things a lot so just so happened the next week i come back pastor matt's on stage uh, and it's wait what i don't know that's the pastor he's the pastor yeah that's funny yeah then we have fall kickoff which signed up for a uh, discipleship classes and started growing and just loved it stayed started serving yeah met matt Masera. we started going downtown just passing out waters and gloves and stuff it was all seasonal back then just for people who are on the streets yep crazy well and we'll talk a little bit more about um be bold street ministry kind of like being a mentor because you're a mentor which is awesome uh the most excellent way but before we do so so nick you're almost 31 what what does nick do for fun what who's who's fun nick who's fun nick so I actually enjoy getting to know people, knowing their stories. There's always a, we don't do what we do just to do it. There's always a backstory. And uh, due to me be, being unemployed right now, I have the time to listen. So I like uh, connecting with people. I like reading, write poetry here and there. Uh, I, I actually enjoy long walks. Uh, it's To me, it's refreshing yeah. not having to always be around people it's it's all about balance balance is one of my favorite words yeah it's like you look at jesus he uh he was around his 12 disciples but oftentimes he went away to be by be alone and pray Mm. so i like to be alone as much as i like to be around people (laughs) exactly that's a great model i mean yeah i think that's awesome nick i love being around you Uh, i'm encouraged by you um i I am not blind, and so when I'm hanging, hanging around somebody who has a, you know, a blindness or some something that is challenging, I'm really inspired by the fact that you show up with no excuses. You just do, 
And so guys really worked on you a lot, which is really, really cool. So let's talk about, you know, mentorship at the UGM. What does that look like for you? How many guys have you mentored? What is it? Uh, how have you, how, how has God worked through you to change men? So God actually uh, met me where I was at in that dark pit of depression. Uh, I say I was addicted to self. I got self. Um, so smoked, smoked a lot of weed, smoked a lot of cigarettes, uh, drank a lot, popped pills, promiscuity. Hard drugs were always at my fingertips. But by God's grace, it's something I never got into. Yeah, so when I mentor guys at the UGM, I mentored two guys. One guy graduated. One guy is currently in the program. He's got 10 months clean and sober. Uh, when I mentor, I usually uh, commit to one. Well, we hang out. We, we do more than one hour a week, but Fridays is when we usually meet up. We get coffee, get, get some lunch, and just talk about life and uh check in see how he's doing it's for me it's more of an organic approach uh i understand what the young union gospel mission has to offer and that they're in a lot of different bible studies so uh, as we're talking about life of course i have scripture memorized and it's when the holy spirit uh, promised me to bring up certain scriptures I, re- I bring it up and encourage him with those things uh Sorry, what was the question? I'll just ask you a quick question. Uh, what's your favorite Bible verse? If you've got a favorite one, maybe one a favorite one for men, fire away, man. Uh, my favorite Bible scripture. So John 14, 16 says, um, The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send to you in my name, he will be with you uh, forever. And that, that word forever, that, that promise of uh, the Holy Spirit being with me forever is a, a good one. Um, I love uh, Romans 8.18. It says, For I consider the sufferings of this present time not worthy to be compared to the glory which is to be revealed to you. Um, there's a lot of different verses. Uh, Philippians 2.13 is one of my favorites. It says, uh for, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So every act of obedience is an act of and by the Holy Spirit. It's I can't take credit for anything. <laughs> Man. Man, you, you've memorized scripture well. I mean, it, it's probably transformed your life and the life of many men. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's what God's words has been doing for Thousands and thousands of years, changing yeah. changing people's lives. It's Amen. changed minds. It's continually changing people's lives. So what's your affiliation with Be Bold Street Ministries? Uh, taking the gospel down to the streets of Salem, to Dominican, to the Philippines. What does that look like for you? So due to my uh, health, I, I don't go on these uh, trips outside of the country. Um, Lord willing, I will go on a trip uh, with them soon, uh, but I stay local here in Salem. It looks like, a, to me, people Street Ministry is anytime, anywhere. So, yes, we're lamps, at, lamps in the camps, going out to these camps, uh, providing them with the resources they need. Prayer, it opens up doors to, uh, as we build that relationship with them to share the gospel, and they always, uh, always can need prayer. Um, for me, uh yeah, even as I'm downtown, even this morning, got to pass out uh, 
gloves and socks to a to a kid who uh, is addicted to drugs, and he's headed to a rehab. Got to share the gospel with him. Got to share uh, that and pray with him, uh, encourage him, and yeah. While I'm downtown, just and anytime, anywhere. Yeah, it, yeah. You take the gospel with you wherever you go. How does that? How does that feel? Not that we should live by feeling alone, but how does that feel knowing that even in your situation, you're you've got a, some challenges, being blind, and some medical challenges, which you've almost died a couple times. I know, Nick, I've heard yeah. the stories, and you've been in the hospital, and I've prayed for you. But God's not done with you yet. How does that make you feel knowing that God's not done with you yet and you still impact people? Man, it's it's a blessing. Hospitals are were my second home, basically. Um yeah. It's undescribable knowing every day I wake up that I actually love life now and I look forward to getting up and seeing what God has in store. Mm. There's so much to be thankful for. Um, another verse that I really love is First Thessalonians five seventeen. No, it's five eighteen. It says, "Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." And that's all circumstances, yeah. good, bad. Yeah, we're called to give thanks. It's actually God's will for me to do that. And <laughs> I, lo- I love that verse. I mean, every time I talk to Pastor Matt. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm thankful. And I know he takes it from First Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and then 18. 18. You know, rejoice always. How much? Well, always. Always. Pray continually. How much? Continually. Yeah. And give thanks in all things for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I, I'm i encouraged by you saying that because that is the will of God. What's the will of God? Give thanks in all things. So, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Amen to that. As you think about, and we wrap up, we're going to wrap up here in a few moments, but... As you think about the next, you know, until God calls you home, 10 years down the road, what's your thoughts? What's God having you do? What's, uh, is there more on your plate or just staying steady with what, where you're at right now? What's that look like? So right now, um, so there's actually a lot behind the scenes with the blindness and different organizations I'm a client and work, work alongside with. Uh, so I did have a opportunity that arose to uh, serve in ministry, um, great opportunity, but I had to turn it down and let them know, hey, not right now, because uh, of my brother passing and I'm called to be with family. God puts a big emphasis on family. Um, for me, uh, right now, it, I'm signed up for a training in February to get certified as a recovery mentor so I can actually get paid for what I volunteer doing as of right now. Uh, so that's all in the working. Uh, we're trying to get accessibility and accommodations to make sure everything's on point and no bugs filtering out the bugs um if there are any and uh right now i'm just being faithful what god that's what god calls us to be is faithful so i'm just being a faithful and loving servant in the meantime just worship as as i'm waiting yeah it's it's a waiting game that's it, where I'm at right now, and yeah, it's not it, by choice, but it's definitely a growing me in patience and long suffering. Yeah, the whole fruit of the spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, the 
or long suffering, like you say, that's that's difficult. Yeah. Yet that's what we're called to do is to lo- to suffer for for a long, you know, suffer long, but being patient, waiting for the Lord to do whatever He's going to do, and being faithful today, not yesterday, not tomorrow, but right now. That's encouraging, Nick. I mean, I'm encouraged by you. I'm happy that you're involved in the ministries you're involved with, uh, also the most excellent way at Samwise Church, um, addictions recovery with with men. Is there any, as we wrap up, is there anything that you'd love to share with the the audience that maybe they, that you feel that they would need to hear? Is there anything that I missed? I'd say uh, too many times we put so much pressure on ourselves that, oh, what if I don't have all the answers? Thing is, we don't. And the hardest words for Christians to say is, I don't know. And that's a form of pride. Just if you don't know, say, I, I don't know. And, um, yeah, to, to take that pressure off of yourself, it's knowing, all right, I can trust God. God's word is never going to come back void. And all he calls me to do is be faithful. Ooh. It's not my, my call to, uh, hey, this guy's got to come to Christ today. No, all I have to do is be faithful and share his word. Yeah. He's going to do work with that. Hmm. It's almost like we want to be the Holy Spirit at times, don't we? Yeah. Like, but I'm not, and you're not, yeah. and we just have to be faithful. Those are really good words, Nick. Well, brother, I really appreciate you being here this morning, and you found a way to get here, you know? Yeah. You you find ways to make things happen. You don't make any excuse. You were here early, ready to go, and I just want to say I really appreciate you. Love you, man. I love that you're you're faithful to the word, you're faithful to God, you're faithful to the people, and uh, in spite of your situation, because you know what? It's not about you and I anyway. It's about serving God. So, well, we just want to say thank you for to the audience for listening each week. Uh, we bring these podcasts to you to, to impact one person at a time, hopefully to impact the world with the gospel. That's our goal. So if you like this podcast, please share it, comment, and uh, be encouraged by it. And uh, if you want to be uh, on our show, would you please reach out to me? I'd love to talk with you and and give you an opportunity to share your story because you everybody has a story, and that's the good news. I have a story, and uh, Nick, you certainly have a great story as well. It's the story of redemption. It's only it's God's story through you. And uh, just want to say thanks, man. So until next week, have a great week. Thank you so much. <laughs>